Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I am your host Matthew Roberts and this is series 3, episode 22 of this daily study podcast. Thank you very much for joining us as we begin our study this week of the January the 18th to January the 24th section of the Come Follow Me materials covering Doctrine and Covenants sections 3 to 5, my work shall go forth. And today uh, we're going to obviously have a look at Doctrine and Covenants 3, I should trust God rather than fearing man. Uh, but in order to do this, uh, I think what's important today is that we understand the context of Doctrine and Covenants 3 and when it was given and why it was given. Now, uh, this is actually the first recorded revelation that we have from the prophet Joseph Smith himself. Um, chronologically, in terms of recording these revelations, it's the first one that either he uh, has written down or perhaps Emma or uh, Reuben, uh, his brother, who served as clerks for him uh, throughout this period, um, that they wrote down uh, from Joseph. But it's the first one that written down that we have. Doctrine and Covenants 1, of course, is the preface that was given uh, a year and a half after the church was organised uh, in 1831. And Doctrine and Covenants 2, uh, as we spoke about, um, was written years later for Joseph Smith's history. Uh, and so this is the first written down one that we have chronologically. Um, and it deals with um, the events of the last 116 pages. Now, as I was listening to um, a podcast from uh, Hank Smith and John, by the way, uh, as they explained, or as was explained on the podcast by their guest, really, it should be called the stolen 116 pages. I mean, the Lord himself in this section, in this revelation, says that they've been stolen, but we often seem to refer them to them as the lost pages. Um, but this deals with this situation. So let's have a look at it. And to do that, we have to understand who Martin Harris is. Now, Martin Harris, um, at the age that he begins this work with uh, Joseph Smith, uh, I'll read. Now, the, a lot of this um, information I'm going to read comes from the book Revelations in Context about co the contributions of Martin Harris. But it can also be read about in Saints. And it's also uh, been fairly, fairly well documented as well. And what we have to remember is that a lot of this information we have uh, about the the kind of developments of Joseph's life at uh, this period uh, was recorded by Lucy Mac Smith. And so we have to remember that, that perhaps there is uh, some narrative from her side that's included in this. But from all the records we have, we see that um, Martin Harris was a very prominent and well-known person in the area. Um, also recently, I've, I've listened to a podcast um, which talks about kind of the standing of Joseph and his family as well when Joseph was 13 and perhaps you know if I can get to that at some point that'll be good but otherwise I'm going to end up um, losing uh, time for this so in Palmyra Martin is a well-known businessman um, he was industrious uh, and hard, a hard-working and a farmer I mean from Susan Easton Black and Larry C. Porter in their uh, analysis of it they say quote an industrious, hardworking farmer, shrewd in his business calculations, frugal in his habits, and a prosperous man in the world, close quote. Which already indicates, you know, why why the fact that Martin Harris was willing to give so much and pay so much and contribute so much time to um, the uh, translation of the Book of Mormon. It just shows that it must have been something which he firmly believed was true. Otherwise, this frugal, shrewd businessman would have unlikely have done the things that he was about to do. 
It says in the Revelations in context, quote, Now at age 45 and enjoying the fruits of his labours and the respect of his peers, Martin even considered hiring someone to care for his farm for several months so he could do some travel. But just when he began to contemplate this excursion, he received a visit from Lucy Mac Smith who bore some intriguing news, close quote. Now, we have to first of all point out that Lucy Mac Smith has visited Martin Harris because Joseph has heard that Martin and Lucy Harris, his wife, are interested in the work that Joseph is doing, or is reported to have been doing. In fact, Lucy Harris was very interested in it to begin with, and she really wanted to contribute even some of her own money uh, towards this. Um, so Lucy Lucy Smith had told her husband about it, and they agreed that Lucy Mac Smith could come and visit. Um, and asked, and Lucy Smith, uh, Lucy Mac Smith, asked Martin if he would come and visit he and his wife, and they would cut. They came along. Um, Martin obviously doubted it to begin with, but he was religious and, um, they, they wanted to at least listen to what, um, Joseph had to say. Lucy Harris was very interested, whereas Martin wasn't too sure. Um, and so this, this continued on and basically Martin was kind of persuaded to, to give $50 to do the Lord's work. Uh, and this, and this was... Um, something which showed that he was interested in seeing this continue on. Lucy, though, had started to begin to doubt, uh, and so there were some issues there. It was during that time that um, Martin Harris then took the um, the the translated manuscripts that had been done so far, and he met with Charles Anton and other scholars as well. Which, of course, you know, we don't really have the time to discuss when we've discussed before, but. Um, at this stage, Martin is clearly converted to this work. I mean, we, we read in the accounts that he, what, what, whilst we don't know exactly what happened with Charles Anton, we only really hear it from uh, Martin Harris himself, and Charles Anton says something else. What we do know is that Martin leaves this meeting even more sure that this is the work of the Lord. Uh, and so it is a wonderful um, experience for him to have but we continue from the point where lucy begins to doubt even more it says in revelations in context quote though martin came to believe quite sincerely his wife had turned bitterly to hostile lucy harris was concerned quite understandably that martin might make a large financial risk to help publish the book that her peers would mock her husband's participation in what they viewed as a fraudulent scheme and that martin had simply left her feelings out of his calculations she was also stung by the way Joseph had rebuffed her every attempt to see the plates, and she beleaguered Martin incessantly to show her some evidence of Joseph's ability to translate. Close quote. In fact, we uh, we believe and we and we know from records from Lucy Mac Smith that Lucy Harris was so adamant that she wanted to see this record that she actually came and visited. And don't forget, this journey would take two to three days. Uh, she visited the Smiths' home and she turned over, looked under, searched in every place that she could in the house and even surrounding the house, uh, searching the ground so that she could try and find where these plates were hidden. Um, you know, I just can imagine this woman, you know, turning over pillows and searching in all areas of the house and having like, you know, Joseph and Lucy Mack just looking at her thinking what is she doing <laughs> looking outside the window looking at her looking into this ground and just thinking what what has happened here um it's, it's just it's just quite an amusing thought really but um this then leads to of course lucy harris saying to martin look i want some evidence at least ask him if you know we can you, you can bring some of these pages home so that we can have it so i can see it i want some evidence he's paying this money now 
We often give Martin a bit of a bad rap for this, and indeed Joseph Smith, because he did eventually relent, even though ask, after asking twice to the Lord if he could, you know, send the plate, the, the manuscripts uh, with Martin Harris, and the Lord says no twice. Joseph asks again and again and again, and let's not forget Martin Harris was double the age of Joseph Smith. Um, he was providing a lot, significantly financially, and also a lot of his time to this work. Joseph, I'm sure, would have been very worried that if he did not do what his friend was asking, and, he, and it was his friend, um, and just let his, you know, just let the pages go um, for a while and then bring them back, then he might lose uh, his support. Whether Martin would not offer it himself, or whether his wife would demand that you know his husband be not involved, um, you know, it just it was simply a case that Joseph wanted to enable this work to continue on. And so, you know, he prayed again on the third time and the Lord gave certain conditions where within these conditions, uh, Martin would only show these pages to five people and they are named. Um, and so they get sent. And it turns out that, you know, what should have taken a few days, Joe and Martin Harris, they don't hear from Martin Harris for a good few weeks. During this time, um, Emma has a ch their first child who dies on childbirth. Emma is on death's door during this experience. And Joseph is clearly, you know, we, we talk about the, the, the trials they had in Liberty Jail and stuff, but this would have been a very difficult time, um, you know, in the life of Joseph Smith and his family. And then they don't hear from Martin Harris. And Emma actually says to Joseph, he needs to go and find out what has happened with these pages. So he goes to visit his family and he invites Martin Harris over for breakfast. Um, and then <laughs> he does eventually get there, even though he's late, um, and then Martin Harris, it says in Revelations in context, says, quote, as he approached, he walked with a slow and measured tread towards the house, his eyes fixed thoughtfully upon the ground. When he came to the gates, he did not open it, but got upon a fence and sat for some time with his hat drawn over his eyes, close quote. I mean, if you're in the Joseph, if you're in the Smith home looking out and seeing Martin doing this, if you haven't guessed by now what's happened, I mean, it's quite clear uh, but they let Martin take his time outside and then make his way in. And then he says, as they've started to try and eat, he can't eat. And then he says, oh, I have lost my soul. Joseph understood immediately what had happened. He demanded that Martin return and look again for the manuscript. But Martin insisted that the further searching would be in vain. We know from revelations and context by this point, he has literally ripped pillows and open beds and trying to find these pages, but they're gone. Um, and this is when Joseph, who had already had angel Mor the angel Moroni come back to him and demand the plates and the Urim and Thummim back from him. And obviously Joseph isn't really told why at this stage, but he obviously has realised now. Um, he has given back the Urim and Thummim and he's given Doctrine and Covenants 3. Uh, and I think that, that, you know, whilst that will have taken the whole episode to go through, I think that's a really important background to knowing why this message is given to Joseph what he might be feeling at this time, and also to apply it to our lives, how like Doctrine and Covenants 3 can apply to us many times in our lives, I'm sure, and to understand that Joseph's work and Joseph's dealings in this, whilst we might look back and say how foolish he was and how foolish Martin Harris was, how often are we in the, in the situation of Martin Harris where we just want some evidence, where we are trying to provide so much for the work, but we 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 fear what we might lose, and the same with Joseph. Uh, and so I think that that, that, will, that set us up quite nicely uh, to review this uh, section tomorrow. Thank you very much for listening today. I hope you've enjoyed it. Please do follow the podcast. 
You can also um, join the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. And you can email ldsstudysession at gmail.com if you're interested in joining in a future podcast episode yourselves. Thank you for your time and until we meet again.